First, find the body. Male, early 30s, bearded. Distinguishing features, extensive trauma injury, severe to hands and feet. Decomposition consistent with springtime conditions in an arid territory. So follow the smell of a four-day-old death, the black fruit stench of human decay. The corpse is out there somewhere. Find it. Then the occupying army, representing human progress, will investigate. These people have forensics, a rational system of criminal justice, and will ensure that those guilty of stealing a body from a burial site are tried and punished, whoever they may be. Cassius Marcellus Gallio, counterinsurgency, switches on the recording equipment and speaks out loud the precise date, the exact time, the full names of those present. This is how it usually begins. Then he switches the machine off, watches the green recording light fade and die. In this city, he has the title of speculator. He expects to get results. What I'm wondering, what I really want you to tell me, off the book if you can, is how much you knew in advance. Cassius Gallio will be polite for as long as possible. The interview room often does the rest. A single metal table in a folding metal chair. No one wants to wind up in the fortress, in the Antonia. Outside, down in the streets, a turncoat can convince himself that his loyalties are divided. In the Antonia, they are not. Inside the fortress, the time has passed for and, for both. The choice now is either or. The occupiers or the occupied. Reason or superstition. If you can remember, if the information is alive in your brain and not too much trouble to share. Despite the hard chair in the bare room, the Judas is not in a talkative mood. Cassius Gallio flips open his notebook and draws a circle. An imperfect circle, so he has another go. Same intended shape, different imperfections. Nothing is going right for him today. I'm withholding half your fee. I did what we agreed. Valeria, Gallio's colleague, sits on the front edge of the table with one foot on the floor. She picks her fingernails with the corner of a laminated guide explaining emergency procedures in the event of fire. Her nails are clean. She taps the stiff edge of the card on her knee. Tap, tap, tap. On her knee, the back of which would fit perfectly the inside of Cassius Gallio's elbow. Gallio concentrates. Not today, he thinks, of all days. He doesn't have time for the inconvenience of Valeria's knee. Judas? The man flinches at the sound of his name. He gnaws at the inside of his cheek, bites at the skin of his fingertips. Let him. Let the traitor eat away at himself. At the barred window, Gallia looks down on the early Jerusalem streets. A normal Monday morning, visibly untouched by miracles. A boy runs down an alley, a tray of loaves on his head. He dodges a rasping scooter, which hits the main drag and accelerates away through traffic. Life goes on. Where's the body? Cassius Gallio had reacted to yesterday's rumor 
Of course he had. He came in late on a Sunday to follow up the lead, a siding on the Emmaus Road to the north of the city. Not the body, but the man himself, apparently alive, a dead man walking. Gallio had sent Valerio to make inquiries. But it turned out to be nothing. Peasant gossip about an executed convict and his seven-mile hike for lunch. If they were regular police, Gallio thought, he would have charged someone for wasting regular police time. Speculators were not regular police. He needed that body. First thing Monday morning, he ordered a citywide search. He prepared his people for the worst, the shrunken lips, the livid meat. But the certainties of a dead body would put an end to any mystery. All through the day, uniformed troops moved house to house, going in hard on the lower city. Cellars, attics, any darkness that could conceal a folded adult corpse. Freezers. Gallio makes sure his people look inside the freezers, chest and wardrobe. The body could be whole, could be dissected. Check bathtubs for acid corrosion and treat plastic sheeting as suspicious. Pick through building sites, anywhere with recently poured concrete. The forces of order know what to do. Sadly, this is neither the first nor last time they'll search for a missing body. Gallio sends five-man cordons to walk the mountain scrub. No sign yet of a shallow grave. Valeria supervises the dive team at the reservoir and the Bethesda pool, where she clears out the cripples who've come for a cure. She finds no trace of weighted human remains dumped into the water. Gallio opens a series of tombs, an inspired hunch as a hiding place. The body isn't there. Until further notice, every cart and truck leaving Jerusalem will be security checked at the city gates. Still no result. Think. Gallio orders raids on apothecaries suspected of trading in human body parts, eyes and spleens for the more costly curses and spells. Nothing. Think again. If anyone wants to move the body, then spices or perfume would mask the smell. Gallio turns over shipments of nard and aloe, and at this troubled time, Passover in Jerusalem smells like heaven. And of burned meat from the temple sacrifices, and a haze of two-stroke. Maybe a night downstairs in the Antonia will put Judas back in touch with reality.